on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Donlinger Construction, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, Pepsi, and by iCryo Recovery and Wellness. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Cripps. Well, as we come to the end of the falls of the uh, spring sports season, we're getting very close to the end of tennis season as well. It's really down to crunch time for the tennis players here at Newman University. Director of Tennis Shella Augsburger rejo- uh, joins us here on the show as the team is getting set to wrap up its season very soon. Both teams entering the last week of the season with a winning record. The men at 10-9, and 2-3 and three in the MIAA and GAC. The women 9-7, and 2-4 and four in the MIAA. And coming off of a couple of games last week, matches against Emporia State and Washburn, Coach Augsburger, always a delight to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, I know that last time out, tough, always is tough playing the Ichabods. Didn't quite get the results that you wanted. How do you think that the matches went for the men and the women up in Topeka playing Washburn? Um, It was a lot windier than we thought it was going to be. And plus, it got really hot sooner than it has been so I think between the combination and us not having been outside as much didn't help us but I thought they competed well they're both both those teams are very solid um in the top of the conference so um I I thought everybody played really good matches um everybody competed well I I mean it, it was just a good good day we were just they were just better than just we better were. Than I you mean, were. I don't know. I mean, everybody played well. I just don't. We weren't as good as they were. Sure. Yesterday. And sometimes um, it's going to happen like that, mm-hmm. and especially in a league that that's this good. You guys earlier last week did pick up a pair of wins for both the men and the women when you played at Emporia State. So obviously, you guys have that capability. What allowed you to be successful against the Hornets? Um, we're very similar to Emporia. It, it's always a dogfight on both sides because I think we're just very similar and they're also friends a lot of the girls and the guys hang out together on the weekends a lot of our girls and guys go up there and they're friends and plus they have a couple uh, players on their team that I recruited pretty heavily to come here and they ended up going there so um, that it's not just a rival it's also a friendship rival kind of thing so it's pretty heated it could almost make it even (laughs) you want to beat them even worse when they're your friends right (laughs) yes and there's a i mean it's just there's a couple kids up there from wichita um and there's a couple international kids that are friends with the international kids from here and they've just kind of formed some friendships so um it's it's very heated but it's a it's in good it's a healthy rivalry. Yes, it's a healthy rivalry. It's a healthy rivalry. And it's very and it's good because also we're very similar in levels. Um so it's not it, the matches are always close and um the girls got lucky. We we went to a couple third sets that we won uh, that could have been just as close as the boys and um our Luca's match came down to the one that decided for the boys. Uh-huh. Um and it's kind of different up there because they play four matches outside and they play two inside. So it's kind of complicated. So it started out a little bit crazy because I was trying to figure out how many people would have to play one doubles inside and then have to move outside. And then they don't get a warm up. So they're playing on two different 
situation. So it's, in, it gets kind of crazy. How does that work in terms of trying to decide? Well, these players, because I know typically you, you know, you match up number one versus number one, and then number two versus number two. Do you get to pick which of the, you know, which of the, I guess levels plays outside, or is that predetermined? Well, it's usually agreed upon by both the umpire and both coaches. Okay. But I was trying to figure out it was going to affect like three of my players. Uh-huh. The ones going from outside inside wouldn't be as difficult, but the ones going from inside outside. Sure. So, and you don't get a warm up with cuz right. the rules if you're the first three on, you don't get a warm up. You if you're the next three on, you get a 10 minute warm up. So, that's what I was trying to figure out. So, and um I wanted to make sure it was in best favor for my players instead of a detriment. Of course. Um, so it worked out and we 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 were fine um it, it worked out, but it started the match out a little crazy. <laughs> who has been, you know, the guys, and we've talked to a couple on the show here, but who have been the guys who have been playing well here in this month of April as you try to, you know, go down the stretch and finish strong in the MIAA and GAC? Um, I, th- I think Pedro, Pedro's been really consistent at that three spot. Sometimes he's been playing two. I've moved him up even to one at times, depending on the school that we're playing. But he's really consistent at number three. Um, he's been playing really good. Gustavo's been playing really good. Um, at five, well, he's been going between four and five. Uh, Isfin, our new guy that came in from the transfer from West Liberty, he's been very consistent. And then Luca. So it's mostly the bottom of our lineup, like that three, four, five, six spot, have been very consistent. Um, Luca's won. I don't know how many matches this year where it's come down to his match, <laughs> and he's playing a guy who's. Um, level-wise over him, and he comes back, and I don't know how he does it, but he just keeps <laughs> doing it. Um, he's just one of those kids, you put him out there, and you always feel like you have a chance no matter who he's playing, and that's a really nice thing to have as a coach, to know you have that reliable player. Um, but those those four on the men's side. Um, on the women's side, um, Amber, she's my senior. She's been playing six. She's very consistent. Divya has been very consistent. She's another senior. So, um, and then anything else, you know, Anna is getting better at the two spot. So she's, she's won a couple matches that I didn't think she was going to win, um, playing against people above her, but, um, those are mostly, everything else is kind of up and down. Sure. So, and, and it's pretty predictable, when you get to this point where we know who's the the consistent ones, but you know those one, two, and three spots are so difficult, so it's hard to be really consistent at those spots. But the the lower level parts of our lineup are pretty pretty um, consistent. Coming up here on the Jetcast today, we're going to be talking some Newman Jets baseball. We've got two Newman Jet players coming up for you today. Zach Stewart will be joining us. Jake Angelico will be joining us. Jake first, then Zach. We're going to have a women's player on the show next week to talk some more women's tennis for you. So that'll be coming up on a later edition of the Jetcast. What's next for the men in terms of the postseason? Your regular season schedule is complete, but the MIAA GAC, what's the postseason look like? Is there a postseason? For, for men's tennis? Uh, they did qualify after beating Emporia, so they will make it into the tournament. They will play Wednesday Wednesday morning at 10. Uh, we will play the number two and coming that's out. that's ne- next week? Yes, okay. next week. Um, they are playing a practice match Sunday for senior day. It starts at 2 o'clock at Riverside. Okay. Um, I've got some alums coming in to play them in a match. Oh, wow. Um, so it should be fun. And uh, then we'll how get to how see is them. that going to be to see some of the old guys coming back that, that you used to coach? Maybe some that 
were you know stars in the old Heartland Conference and have them you know push these new guys around a little bit. Well, I think some of them were saying we'll play at the bottom instead of <laughs> wanting to play at the top. Um, you know because they've been out of it. Some of the guys are still working at tennis clubs, but they're not like playing all the time. So um, and this team is pretty strong. This is one of my strongest teams depth wise. Um, we don't have that big superstar that we've always had in the past, sure. but um, we have a very strong, deep team. And I think it'll be fun just to have them back. We haven't done it for a couple of years. Um, it, I couldn't find a match for them for senior day, so um, this will be fun. The girls play UCO um, in, at 1 o'clock. And yeah, then we'll you, have the women have got Saturday, Sunday. They've got a match against Northeastern State on Saturday, and then Sunday you've got Central Oklahoma. So you've got a whole other week of MIAA play coming up. Mm -hmm. There are more MIAA women's programs than there are men's programs, which is why the GAC and MIAA combined to make a league so that they could have a league because the MIAA just doesn't have enough men's tennis schools. But talk about the challenge coming up for the ladies with the Riverhawks and the Broncos <laughs> this weekend. Those are going to be two tough matches. Um, those, those two teams are always really good um we need to beat one of them to get into the conference tournament they've okay. changed they they changed the um amount of teams from eight to six so this will be the first year where and we're a lot of times at that bubble spot right in at there. these seven eight and now they've gone to six so we need to get one more victory before the women can qualify okay um, so so one more win uh how much are you in favor how many schools are there that play Tennis, are there 12? I think it's 11. 11. Now, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the reduction from 8 to 6? Well, most of the coaches didn't even know until last week that it happened. And they said it happened in 20, December of 21. But most of the coaches didn't know it was voted on. And um, Who voted on that? They said the athletic directors did. But okay. Joe was we weren't a member yet, so Joe didn't have Correct. a uh, – she didn't have a vote in it. But the – the other coaches talked to their athletic directors and said they didn't know. Um, so I don't know. We have a call at the end of May, so we'll see you know, whether it goes back to that or whether what happens. Sure. But, um, right now it's I'm six assuming and six. From what, uh, you are, from what you're talking about in terms of what the other coaches have said, it sounds like the coaches are pretty universally in favor of having eight instead of six. Well, that's what most of them have said, even the ones that are at the top, you know, that will always probably be in those top six. Um, we were we were surprised. I I saw it in January, and that's when I was asking about it, and that's when I talked to Joe about it, and she said, you know, that it had happened, but she didn't get a vote because we weren't full members yet. Um, so I don't know. We'll have they'll have a discussion about it. They tried to get something changed during the school year, but that you know it's hard not to do. Happen. It's hard sure. to do, especially this time of year. So they'll go with six and six is the way it is um, for this year. And we'll have those discussions in May when we have our conference calls. Well, with that being, you know, kind of the way that it is, how do the ladies approach this weekend trying to, you know, not put too much pressure on themselves against really good competition? You know, where does NSU and UCO currently rank? And, you know, what are you guys going to have to do to put yourself in the right mindset to try to knock off one of those two teams? Well, you most teams this time of year are dealing with injuries, so we're hoping not. not I'm not hoping that anybody's injured, but I mean, <laughs> of course not. Um, sometimes you catch somebody at a bad weekend where they've you know got somebody that's you know overuse injury where they're not going to play as hard or they may not be in the lineup. Sure. Um, both these teams are really really strong. 
um, they'll be in the top six for sure. Okay. Um, unless we maybe could knock one of them okay. out, that would be good. Yeah, that, um, that would but, be awesome. But they're really strong. Um, the girls are just, I mean, they've just been really good. They just had, they go after everything they can. Um, I, I, motivating them to play has not been an issue this year. They, I don't think they backed down. I don't feel like they did. Washburn is, you know, one of the top teams, and I don't feel like we backed down yesterday. So I don't, I'm not worried about motivating them to play hard. Um, or I don't put the pressure on them either. I mean, if it happens, it happens. And um, sometimes when you put too much pressure on an individual player, they, get more nervous and sure. get down on themselves so I, I'm not I don't coach that way and I just want them to play their hardest and if they you know if they're the better player they'll win that day um, and that's the the direction they have to go with otherwise I think it puts too much pressure on one person it's not like the whole team it's it's each individual person in our sport so I have to be careful how much pressure you put on somebody as far as expectations they know effort is a big thing to me and if that effort is good enough to win then they will you talk about you know what this team has done this year and we've talked a lot about what they've done on the court but you know, on this show, I like to sometimes get off onto little tangents. And, you know, being somebody who is from Cincinnati, we actually have a lot of people from Cincinnati yeah, in the do. athletic department now <laughs> for some reason with our SID, Jordan Kuderer, Zach Brake, our associate athletic director, external operations, also from Cincinnati. What's that been like to all of a sudden be, you know, from going going from kind of being on your own, the only Cincinnati person, and now there's there's a bunch of Cincinnatians running around, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, there are. And it's, it's kind of fun because like Jordan he played at a school my dad was a football coach a big name football coach in in Cincinnati Ohio and so just talking to them about sports and coaches and I mean I grew up where where a lot of those coaches were like surrogate fathers for me because my dad was friends with them sure and so it's kind of fun just talking about things back there my whole family still live in there and so it, it was kind of I don't get back there very often because of the coaching, but um, it's fun to have, just to be able to talk. And, you know, they're all Bengals fans, and half my family is Bengals fans. But then the other half is Brands. Well, I'm a Chiefs fan, really, now, but Browns Browns are still in my heart because they were in Ohio before the uh, Bengals were. They were. So it's kind of like a big rivalry between the Browns haven't, they've been doing better in the last couple of years. But <laughs> not that great. No, no. Not compared still, to, the, to but the, the. But they're still in my heart. Of so course. it's like, you know. I get um, it. But the, the Chiefs is definitely the superior oh, yeah, option, yeah. without we, a doubt. My, uh, my family's Chiefs fans. Um, we've been here long enough. Actually, my youngest son, when we lived in Atlanta, for some reason, he took, uh, who was it, Derek Thomas? Uh-huh. When Derek Thomas, his name is Derek. So he became, that was his Derek favorite Jones. player, and he wanted his room done in the Kansas City Chiefs when we were in Atlanta. And then it, after, you know, we got moved here. and, and Then you're and in Chiefs were, Kingdom. Yeah, so it, well, was, it worked out fine. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to pick a favorite Chief, Derek Thomas, you can do a lot worse <laughs> than picking Derek Thomas yeah. as your favorite Chief. Um, so last thing for you, um, let's focus on the men because they do know that they're in the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they need to do to, you know, not just get to the conference tournament now, but, you know, maybe surprise some folks and, uh, and get a couple guys uh, some conference championships coming up this week? Well, I I think if it works out the way it is, we might be playing Southeast Oklahoma, who okay. we were supposed to play earlier in the year, but we got, I think it was rained out. When we played UT Tyler, we were supposed to play Southeast the next day, and we tried to reschedule it three times, but it just between the two schedules, we didn't get it. So it may end up that we play them. It looks like, unless they 
lose this weekend that they'll be second in the GAC and we'll play the second place team from the GAC. Okay. So, um, and I, I, that's a doable match. I think we'll, we have what a good What seed time. will you be? We'll be the three seed. The three, okay. Mm-hmm. So a two, be, a two seed two versus, versus a three seed for the Newman men. The MIAA GAC championships for tennis are coming up on Wednesday, a week from today. And we're going to see if the women can make the MIAA championships again Saturday against Northeastern State, Sunday against Central Oklahoma. Those matches are here in Wichita? Yes, at Riverside. At Riverside, open to the public? Yes. Okay. Yes. And Come out and see them. They're, they're first, fun to watch, and, and it'll be good matches. First ball will be at what time each uh, day? It's noon on Saturday and 1 o'clock on Sunday. So noon on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday. If you'd like to get out to support the Newman Jet women's tennis team, we'll talk to a player from that team coming up next week on the show, hopefully talking about the team getting in to the MIAA championship. Coach, always a delight. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We're talking Newman Jets baseball. Jake Angelico, right fielder for the Jets baseball team, joins us when we come back. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, general manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. Effective immediately, we have changed our sales hours on Saturday. All sales staff will work every other Saturday, and we'll close early at 5 p.m. on Saturday. At Mel Hamilton Ford, people matter. We're certain these new sales hours will be better for our sales staff and their families. We invite you to embrace our new hours and schedule appointments meant to value your time. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers and employees since 1984, experience the difference. Hi, this is Joanna Pryor, Director of Athletics at Newman University. Follow the Jets all season long by downloading the free Newman Athletics app. Get live schedules, stats, rosters, and access to live play-by-play coverage on the Newman Jets audio network by downloading the Newman Athletics app today. Download the Newman Athletics app for free on Google Play or the App Store. And don't miss a single moment of Jet Power this season. Welcome back to the JetCast. We're talking Newman Jets baseball here on episode 95. Jets baseball team returning to action this weekend. Maybe the most surprising team in the MIAA, the number 18 Missouri Southern Lions. Baseball writers haven't picked their poll for this week at the time of this recording, but there's a lot to believe that the 30, uh, a lot of, no reason to believe that the 30 and 10 Lions are going to be anywhere else other than in the top 25. They are one game back of Central Missouri for first play and uh, no reason to believe that they're not going to be ranked in both polls. Uh, the Jets have some experience this year, though, knocking off top 25 teams. They've already got a couple of top 25 wins this year and a top 25 series win. And we are joined here by a senior right fielder off of this Newman Jet team, Jake Angelico, to talk a little bit about the Jets as they get set for six of their toughest games of the year coming up as they will go on the road for all but one game. I believe it's nine out of ten to end the season away from McCarthy Field after just wrapping up a successful 12-game homestand. Jake, thanks for the time. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. Well, obviously, you know, starting with the loss, a jet loss on Tuesday against Fort Hayes State on the road. They had a guy that was pitching very, very well. I know that the conditions were difficult with the wind blowing in, and he was pitching low to you guys. You know, offensively, what did you feel like the challenges he was presenting? And, and obviously, he... It sounded from listening here in Wichita, it sounded like he was, you know, had his A plus stuff in that in that game. Yeah, it was just a tough. It was a tough day to be a hitter. Uh, he was filling up the zone down, and uh, the wind was blowing in, so it was tough to get anything elevated. And he just, I mean, he pitched well, and we didn't we didn't execute when we needed to. Well, obviously. 
that's disappointing, but you already have the series win against them. And as a team, you guys had won four of your last five, you know, going into that to end the homestand. So certainly there's a lot to be excited about and winning four of five at home based on where you guys were in the MIAA standings. That was really big to get you guys in position now to kind of control your own destiny and here in the last month of the season. Right. Just as you said, control. we still control our own destiny. It would have been really nice to get that win, but we're still at the end of the day in the same spot we were and we, we still need to get some wins here down the stretch to really see solidify our spot well absolutely well how do you keep that momentum going now obviously you know you guys have been not that it's been easy some of these games have been close you guys have had to come back in some of these series you guys have been humble a couple of times and then come back the next day and played really really well so how do you get that momentum and that good feeling back as you head out on the road to Joplin I mean we just got to keep doing what we've been doing all year long we can't get we can't get too disappointed by what happened like it's, it's baseball Bad days happen, you know. We just got to keep doing exactly what we've been doing all year, and good things will happen. Well, and normally when we have somebody on, normally it's because they're, you know, having a great – they're doing a great job at the plate. And Jake has done a great job at the plate. He's second on the team in average. He's in the top three in just about every major offensive category. But you are on a little bit of a slump right now, and I know you know that that's not always an easy thing to talk about. Some some guys want to talk about it. Some guys don't want to discuss it. They don't want to use the S word. But you know, you had not had you know you had not had consecutive hitless games the entire season. So I mean, the job that you've done this year has been unbelievable. You've had a tremendous season. If if you don't get another hit the rest of the year, you will have had a great season. But I know that you don't want to have that happen no, here. Of course not. Of course not. So you know, have you've hit so well against southeastern Oklahoma State and then against ECU it seemed like it just wasn't quite as comfortable for you at the plate and then that played out in the weekend series and on Tuesday you know when you're a player going through that especially when you've had the kind of offensive year that you've had which has been amazing you know what kind of adjustments do you try to make and how do you try to adjust not just mechanically but maybe even mentally well, I think I think this is where the experience of cause this is my fifth year of college baseball. I think this is where it really plays in, where I just understand at this point that that it's baseball. Like I, I still I'm seeing the ball well. My swing feels fine. There's just little things that just aren't going my way. Pitchers are making good pitches. And, that, you know, it'll come around as long as I keep doing exactly what I've been doing all year long. Well, and, I mean, what has the year been like for you? Because, I mean, you know, you've been dominant. You were the week one MIAA hitter of the week. And, honestly, like a couple of weeks ago, we thought – I thought certainly, like, man, you hit for the cycle. You hit for the average you did. Like, he's going to get hitter of the week. And then, you know, some idiot hat for another yeah. team has to hit six home runs <laughs> right. and, and get it. So, you know, what are you going to do? But, um, I mean, you've been really not that far removed from playing some of your best baseball of the year. So, you know, obviously with your amount of confidence, and Coach Mouse always talks about how you guys have just limitless confidence as a team, which can be a good thing and a bad thing in his right. mind. Um, you, you don't have to go back very far to – to remember, you know, how well that you've been hitting the ball. Right. I still have all the confidence in the world every time I step up to the plate, even though it's been a little bit down lately. I, I still I still believe that pitcher can't beat me every time I step in there. Well, and you have been in this home run race that's kind of become a three-horse race here to set. Uh, you guys have tied and now uh, surpassing the single-season home run record. Jenner Steele, uh, who could not be here with us on this show today, uh, 
got in front now at 13 home runs. And then the next guy coming up here, Zach Stewart, which you'll talk to in just a moment, one home run back. And then yeah, I think you're at 10 still. Damn, uh, but yeah. you don't, you don't want to force that. But um, is that something – how has that played out in the clubhouse between you three as you guys try to set this record? Oh, those guys just won't stop hitting them. I can't, I can't keep up. But no, I'm, I'm so happy for those guys. Those guys work their tails off, and they deserve it. Well, um, and I've just, I've never considered myself a home run hitter. So if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that I would have hit double digits anyway, I would have been happy. Yeah, I would have been happy regardless. But yeah, those guys just won't stop hitting them. I can't, can't keep up. With well, them. and you know, the part of the deal is, you know, a lot of times it's easier to hit home runs when you're not trying to hit home run. Right. You know, you just see the ball and hit the ball. You know, sometimes that's when it's easier to hit a home run when you're trying to hit one out. That's a lot of times when you get. You know, you top it off or you hit it way up in the air. And so, you know, maybe just having the natural approach, maybe that's going to work out for you in the right. end. Yeah, I think it will. Well, you've had so much speed as well this year. You've been the most dangerous base dealer on the team by far. Now, you're not necessarily putting up, you know, like Tyler Push numbers, but uh, you've been extremely successful. What makes you such a good base dealer? I actually learned a lot from Tyler Push last year, and I'm not – I'm not as fast as he was. Yeah, he's very he was, fast. He he got away with some some bad jumps sometimes just because <laughs> of how fast he was, but that's something that I can't get away with. So he taught me he he helped me a lot with getting jumps last year just watching him and learning from him. He he got some phenomenal jumps. He timed up pitchers really really well and that's something that I took from him and I I've done it really well this year. I've timed up a lot of pitchers and gotten really good jumps. Well, and talking about jumps, you know, how much does that not only help you steal bases, but how much does that help you defensively in the outfield? Yeah, it's a deciding factor on a lot of a lot of fly balls. There's a, the, That first step is make or break sometimes. Same way with base stealing, that first step and make it break it. How much has it been fun for you to watch some of the seniors on this pitching staff? And I know that you guys didn't get quite the outings that you wanted yesterday um, from guys like Ian Leckie, but you know you go back to um, you know him getting the save on senior day, and he had the three-inning save against Northwest Missouri, and you guys have gotten some great starts recently from Van Deventer, from Nate Denniston, so you guys have gotten a lot of great pitching lately. What's have been like to see those guys work yeah it's fun to watch when those guys are going they they just compete their tails off every time even if some days they just don't have their best stuff they they're always filling up the zone they're competing they're they're, they're competing as hard as they can it's or, fun to watch or in van deventer's case when the wind is blowing out at 50 miles per hour it's kind of hard to be right. competitive in that situation and not only that but there was such a great crowd for you guys on senior day the last the whole last series it it it's pretty crummy that, you know, we liked it last year having the whole last month at home, but obviously this year you guys have to, you know, pay the piper, so to speak, and so you've got a long road trip, but how great was that to get everybody up here for Easter weekend and such a great atmosphere at the ballpark for yeah. that last it, weekend series? It was so awesome. We all fed off of it, and you could tell Nate definitely fed off of it. Oh, he for was, sure. It, it was awesome to have all our families there watching us play. It was it was a great moment, I'll remember. For you it. know, there's not many – classes not many sports that you can have so many guys in a senior class but you guys have got a dozen what's this senior class meant to you oh we've we've all been so close this whole way just coming in last year we did something that we didn't think would happen this program went 500 we made the big step to Absolutely. get this program where it is now and we all did it together so 
been awesome. Well, not only that, but we'll make this your last question. You head into Missouri Southern this weekend. You know, you guys, if you play the kind of baseball that you can, and you've already beaten a top 25 team this year, you know, not only do you have a chance to not just match being 500, you guys can surpass 500. So, you know, how do you guys kind of collectively think about that? And obviously, you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself. But at the end of the day, if you end the year at over 500 overall, you guys are probably in the MIAA tournament. Right. And we, we have our sights set on that. We want to make it bad. We, we want to keep playing and, and we want to do something that's never been done in the MIAA Absolutely. This program. So we're really excited to keep going, just keep playing. See where it happens. See what Jets happens. have not made a postseason baseball tournament since the 2014 Heartland Conference Tournament. It's a three-game series against Missouri Southern beginning on Friday. Then they've got Pittsburgh State uh, the week after that. We've got one more game for you on the Newman Jets Audio Network, a midweek game next Wednesday. 1 o'clock first pitch against Oklahoma Baptist. We'll have that one for you on the network. Uh, Jake, best of luck to you and the Jets this Appreciate weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. And another guy you're going to want to wish good luck for is Zach Stewart. He's coming up next on the JetCast. Hi, this is Marisa Compton, head coach of Newman Jets Flyball. Show your support for the Navy and Red by grabbing your officially licensed Newman Jets apparel at nujetsgear.com. Your purchase directly supports Newman student-athletes. Choose from a wide variety of styles and colors featuring NU's official logos. Show your jet pride at Fugate Gymnasium, McCarthy Field, and Oliver Wichita with Newman Jets Apparel from NUJetsGear.com. That's NUJetsGear.com. I often get asked about my skincare routine. One thing that has really helped my skin is the cryofacial. It helps eliminate fine lines while stimulating collagen production. And the best part about it is it's only a 12-minute session and there's completely no downtime. No need to schedule a reservation. You can walk right in and try one today. Newman Jets baseball is once again back in action coming up for a three-game MIAA series against the top 25 Missouri Southern State Lions. We've got another Jet baseball player on with us today. Senior at shortstop hitting 291, and he's actually got a 10-game hitting streak he's going to take with him into Joplin, and he's hit safely in 11 of his last 12. Zach Stewart joins us here on the show. Zach, uh, congratulations. You guys have been hitting the ball very well lately. You've certainly individually been hitting the ball very well here lately. What do you think has been the key to this run of success that you've had here? Um, really since not that you've had any real bad stretches, you've been pretty consistent throughout the year. Um, but man, since like, since the calendar turned to April, uh, you've been kind of on a tear a little bit. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've just been trying to hit the ball hard and hit it where they ain't. Yeah. That's um, been leading to me getting on base a lot and just waiting to get my pitch, not chasing, um, Looking to get balls that I can hit and do damage with, um, you know, put balls over the fence, and that's what I've really been looking for. Well, and you mentioned, you know, put balls over the fence. This is another guy in this three-run home, uh, three-guy race to see who's going to be the single-season home run leader. Um, so you'll, your name's going to definitely be in the record book, no matter where you finish, because you're going to be either one, two, or three at this point. Um, but you know, you don't often see 
shortstop as the guy that's hitting a ton of home runs. I mean, I know, you know, when we had the Trinity in baseball with Garcia Parra and Alex Rodriguez and Jeter, they hit a bunch of home runs. But have you always been a power hitter? No, never in my life. But being a hitter at McCarthy Field here at Newman, um, the right-handed batters really have a good advantage when the wind's blowing out to left field um, more than 50% of the game. So, you know, it kind of creeps in the back of your head if I just get it in the air to left field and I know that it has a chance, and that's really helped our offense a lot. Yeah, well, for sure. And, and when you play here versus a different field where maybe the configuration is different, maybe the wind patterns are different, is, is that something that informs how you approach your at-bats based on where you're playing and what the weather's like? 100%. Um, it's different every single game at every single field and location that we play at. Um, you adjust your game plan according to that. And so some days, you know, you're not going to be able to hit the ball in the air and you got to hit a line drive and get on and um, just work the bases a little bit. And other days when you know it's blown out, you just got to adjust for that as well. Well, I, and I know that Coach Mouse has talked a lot about approach this year and how you know he wants you guys to be a little bit more patient in the approach and in terms of trying to get on base more, trying to walk more. How have you tried to integrate what he's asked you guys to do into your own personal game? Absolutely. We have a bunch of really good hitters on the team uh, that like to swing the bat, and sometimes that bites us. Um, when we get a little too swing happy, we start getting out of our comfort zone and getting away from our game, which is just trying to see pitches and uh, wait until you get one that you can deal with. And what's uh, what's kind of been the adjustment you've made with Coach Pedlow coming in and kind of bringing his philosophy in? Because obviously, I mean, offensively, you guys are having yet another spectacular year in, in, at the top of the MIAA conference. Yeah, he's really just another uh, – good person to talk to about approach that's been a lot of a success to our hitting this season is going into the box with the right mentality and trying to do what needs to get done when we need to score runs we can score runs this way or that way uh, we'll do whatever it takes and that approach and that mindset change has really helped us well that senior day win was so emotional for everybody and it was such a you know a close game such a perfect way to go into the easter holiday what was that like for you and and your 11 senior teammates that you celebrated with oh gosh it was such an amazing day um all the families that were there it was an electric environment um, i couldn't have asked for a better ending uh senior day you know it's just how we drew it up close <laughs> yeah win um, it was awesome. With two senior pitch- pitchers out there getting the win and the save. And, you know, what has this senior class meant to you, you know, with, with such, a, such a large senior class as well? Yeah, seniors this year are amazing. Um, great group of guys. Um, we like to talk about each other as a family because we are. We spend so much time with each other. It's really good to be around them. And uh, they're all such good leaders. All 15 of them are excellent role models to our team and the young guys look up to. It's a really good thing. Yeah, you mentioned 15, actually 17 seniors on the team. Three of them are coming back, and there might be two more that may come back. We're going to see. We're hoping that we can get more of them back for next year. Uh, Speaking of last year, tied for eighth. You guys were so close to being the first team a season ago that made the MIAA tournament. You won 500 last year. How much... Did that motivate this year's team being that close? I mean, you win one more game and you are in. And I know that there were a couple of games that you look back on and think, man, that could have been the one that would have gotten us in. How much did that push you guys in the offseason to make sure that, you know what, we don't want to be in that situation this year? 
extremely it pushed us over the edge and we all don't want to feel that way again and um, just knowing that it was in our fingertips last year really makes us hungry to come out and compete this year a lot and I think that has a lot to do with that for these senior guys coming back knowing that we were that close last year and all we got to do is do a little more. Obviously, against Fort Hayes State, couldn't quite get the ball in the air the way that you guys wanted to. They had a really good pitching outing. You guys had some good pitching as well, that they were just able to outpitch you just a little bit on Tuesday. How do you flush that mentally for you guys and, and come back and, and get ready to face what should be a very, very daunting Missouri Southern pitching staff? Yeah, to bounce back, we just got to have faith in ourselves, um, have confidence that we can get hits because that's what we've been doing all year. And it's just not characteristic of us of uh, just not getting many hits and putting at bats together. It's just hasn't been our strength all season. We've always been putting the ball in play hard, and um, yeah, coming up we just got to make that adjustment. What do you feel like your role is and the role of this 11-man, 12-man senior class that walked last week in order to get this team to where you guys want it to be? Going into that last week, I think you guys are playing Northeastern State just like last year. It'll be on the road instead of here. Um, and it looks like that series may have a lot of determination on whether you guys or the Riverhawks make the MIAA tournament to get yourself in the correct mindset to play those games, to finish strong. I'll make this your last question. What is your role and what's the senior class's role on this team to get you guys in a position to make sure that you've got the opportunity to hold your fate in your own hands and not need any help there on the last week of the season? Yeah, my role and the rest of the seniors' role is to be a, a leaders of the team, and we want to be people that guys can lean on for uh, example, and um, for help if they need it. Uh, I feel like everyone would say that they are totally good with coaching a teammate up or being there to, to talk with someone about how they're feeling at the plate or in the field or whatever it is, sport-related. Um, we're all just there to help each other. I'd say we're all um, leaders and lead by example. I, I guess I have to ask one question. Um, who's going to win the home run race? Oh, man. I love, we love to talk about this in the clubhouse. Me and Jenner Steele are really good friends. And, uh, are there, is there any trash talk about the home run, or is, it, is, it, is this all just a friendly rivalry? Yeah, no, there's a bunch of trash talk. <laughs> I'd love to let him know that if he doesn't hit one, then I'm going to hit one. There have been a couple of times when he's hit one and then you've hit one later in the game or vice versa. Exactly. And uh, he'll, well. let me know. he'll let me know when that happens too. And uh, it's nice, just friendly competition for both of us to keep going. And uh, it really helps push us. The, do you – I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, who's the better trash talker? Oh, you he, he's got the biggest mouth I've That's kind of what I... You can hear him from a mile away, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. kind of assume that it would be Jenner Steele. Well, we'll see if Jenner or Zach can either one hit a home run coming up against Missouri Southern. It's a three-game series coming up this weekend in Joplin. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Jets taking on a top 25 Lion team on the road. Best of luck to you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. For that having. is our show for this week. Next week, we're going to have some Newman Jets softball coming on and also some more women's tennis. So we'll plan to see you then. Until then, Blake Cripps in Wichita saying, go Jets.